Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's longest running LGBTQ pop culture <laughs> podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with my other host. I'm Daddy Bear Eric. Yes, and you guys, Bryn is unfortunately not here this week. She had a family emergency, but she'll be back next week. But we have a very special guest this week. I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, let me pull up her humongous bio. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, have what? I fluffed too much? No. <laughs> the 17 paragraphs. The 17 paragraphs. And then when I was seven. When, <laughs> when she was a child. No, I'm kidding. No, she is the founder bio. of Chrome City Creative, um, Hustle Craft, yeah. right? And um, co creator of The Black Table and a podcaster. She does the Not a Parenting podcast with the San Diego Magazine. Um, you are a creative, you, go, you cultivate creative people <laughs> and that is just the iceberg of like everything you have done it is alexandria Ott. hello She's joining us today. thank you so much for having me i am excited that you are here um during the research of this show i love that you are a native san diego and you were born and raised here on the island coronado mm. <laughs> when you're this from san diego <laughs> that's the island <laughs> the island of white people right <laughs> <laughs> so true. I love Coronado. I've done I love, so many I when I too. was doing a, a lot of theater. I used to see a lot of shows at Coronado Playhouse and yes, Lambs and all that stuff. Lambs is beautiful. Right? No, I make fun of it, but I yeah. mean, I'm very grateful to have lived So there. you grew up in, let's start from there. You grew up in San Diego, grew yep. up in Coronado, and then you moved away for, for a long time. You went to Chicago. Yeah. When I was 25, I was living in Bankers Hill right under the flight path. Oh, God. Mm. I love Bankers I mean, Hill. I felt like I had arrived. I right? would like... You know, stumble into my little Volvo and go work in Shelter Island, (laughs) hungover as any child is. Yes. Um, Ended up just feeling very called to Chicago after going to a wedding there and feeling very confused why my inner voice was calling me there because it made no sense. Yeah. And I remember one night I just said, like, universe, I think I hear you. If this is you and true, make it easy. And I swear I'm such a manifester. I called that shit. I opened the box. And it was like apartment rented, car, blah, blah, blah. I'm on the plane. You know? Really? That manifested it. So how is... Because I've been to Chicago many, many times because my ex kind of grew up in that area and Uh stuff. Um, How was it coming from... Going from San Diego, which... San Diego is a very specific culture. It is, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Going to the hustle and bustle of a big metro- metropolitan city like Chicago. How was that adjustment for you? It was like heroin to my veins. Like, it, it was. It was. It was. I, I was, first of all, a heavy smoker. Love of my life is nicotine. Um, and so I remember arriving and like lighting a smoke and like waiting for some surfer to tell me it's going to go yeah. in the ocean. Yeah. And everyone was smoking. It was, I mean, from the jazz to the fight for social justice in a way I was never exposed to, to just having a rainbow of friends. I Mm -hmm. mean, every, like, section of the rainbow, you know, from culture to lovers to just, it was the most liberal and liberating place I'd ever been. Yeah, And the weather was extremely different than San yeah. Diego. I will say that from experience. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's, it's it's like cold when it's cold yeah. and the summers are humid as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. but you like emerge from your cave and yeah. rage like it's oh, insane. It is. 
Yeah, it was. And the art there, the art mm-hmm. scene in Chicago is so incredible. And the, even the theater scene, because yeah. there was a lot of, I, I've seen so many shows in Chicago that have started there and ended yes, up going to Broadway. very much stuff. so. One of my best friend's husband works with Steppenwolf. Oh, and Steppenwolf's so you're, a great theater It's so great. They do really good work. It's so incredible. I mean, yeah, it was just like... <laughs> Eric's like, like, I have no it idea. It always <laughs> turns into theater somehow. <laughs> okay, okay. But honestly, I'm not like actually a big theater person, so that's... That's, that's all I got. That's all she got. I was that's like, wait, I have Yay. this little dropper. Perfect. Yeah, I know about theater. So what brought you to Chicago? What were you doing? Is that when you started um, the PR company out there? Yes. So um, I just felt like I was meant for more. And so I went out there to see what I was made of. But most of all, my father owned a PR firm here. And I mm. didn't get like hooked up. Well, yes, I did. I was totally spoon-fed the first job. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, he, when he passed away, when I was 19, and then I was still in his industry, people yeah. would look at me when they would see me, and they're like, you're Tony Ott's daughter? And I got that pity face. Oh. And I was like, I'm trying to work hard. Fuck yeah. this. I yeah. love to work hard. And so I was like, I can't grow here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to go somewhere where I didn't know someone, so I didn't slip into you know whatever life I knew them in, that I could just slip into the life that was meant for me right at this moment, yeah. not determined by anyone I know around me. And I was like, what's a city where I barely know anyone? anyone. And it was Chicago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I moved there in like April. It was 45 degrees. It was the coldest. And people were in shorts because it has, it was the warmest for them. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's so, it's nutty, but yeah, it was wonderful. So when you were out there, you started the PR company and then you got pregnant. Yeah. And then that kind of changed your trajectory with your career and everything. Yeah. So once you got pregnant, what made you decide to come back to San Diego? Was it? Yeah, because you're like, yes. I got to be with family somewhere I'm comfortable. Yes. I mean, I had risen to a place that I never thought was possible professionally. I yeah. owned a big agency. I was a girl from San Diego with no connections, mm-hmm. no family, no money. And I was at the peak of my career. We had this huge event for my 30th birthday. And I looked at my mom who had flown out and I go, isn't it crazy that at this time in your life, you are about to have me and I'm nowhere close. And two months later, I found out I was pregnant. (gasps) How did that like change your whole mindset as, as a woman with this huge career where you kind of like in the deep, like what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Like how did you handle that? And what made you, put the PR company kind of on the back burner and how did you balance yeah. career and motherhood and being pregnant and promoting Guys, like clubs. on your clubs by the way, that's it I just the way Whoa. so I waited till I was five months pregnant because I'm a skinny girl always you know I'm just skinny girl shit <laughs> and I waited so long because our biggest client was like a group of like five super masculine men who ran these restaurant bars. They were the dopest plants yeah. everywhere, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I know that type. Oh, one of them. Nice. And I told him one day, I remember saying, Danny, um, I'm pregnant. And he goes, Honey, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was like, girl, you're skinny with that little bump. Yeah. You're trying to hide that. I was like just wearing moomoo's all of a sudden before I was wearing like a suit. I, like, uh, I wonder how was the reaction? Like, here's this little bitty woman with a pregnant going into promote these clubs. Yeah, and I mean, stuff. we did at an art New Year's Eve party with this artist collective that basically their events felt like an elevated rave. Um, <laughs> with all due respect, because the art was incredible, but it was very well done. 
and I yeah. was nine months pregnant. Wow. New Year's Eve in a full industrial warehouse. Oh like, my people God. chipping balls. And I would get like the guys going like, yeah. <laughs> the shock eye of the oh, yeah. I wear like a tight dress. I'm still blonde, still wearing heels, looking fly, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, you know, the way I balanced it was one day at a time, um, not knowing anything about what I was doing, a tremendous amount of overwhelm, guilt, shame, um, misunderstanding of a decision I had made. I had made such smart decisions in my life. Yeah. I got everything I wanted. I manifested. I was, you know, I was smart about the way I did things and I lined myself up really nicely. Mm-hmm. But I felt immediately connected to the soul of whatever was inside of me. Yeah. Like there was, I had had a dream. That's how I found out I was pregnant. I had had a dream and it was so vivid of these two babies. And what, they were dry, and I mean, it was so vivid. And one sucked my breast and like plopped and got like moisturized and like fresh baby from like this tiny. Whoa. Yeah. And I told my graphic designer when I yeah. came to work, and I was like, I can't get this 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 dream out. It's and she goes, you need to go to Rite Aid right now and get like a fucking pregnancy. Whoa! You're kidding me? A Bible. Wow. Yes, and I was. <laughs> I would have been like, what kind of food is shit? Is this? <laughs> yeah, right? That's my I would have freaked out. <laughs> no, my life is very like. So you cool. can have dreams and tell us the lottery numbers? No, <laughs> <laughs> I've played a few times to no avail. <laughs> so then you got pregnant. Yeah. And then how did pregnancy change the company you're running? Yeah, completely. I mean, I fully admit I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I'd never owned a company before, let alone pregnant and single. And I decided to launch the West Coast after my mom would call me 72, just letting yeah. me know, you no, know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just can't feel my toes. I'm like, it's fine. It's great out here. It's great. I can't feel my toes. Because <laughs> you started Chrome City Creative, uh-huh. and then there on your, she also has a pod, you, you co-host a podcast, uh-huh. not parenting podcast, done by San Diego Magazine. Yeah. And on there, you admitted on the last, I think it was the last episode before your guys' season, and you're like... I don't really like PR. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look at her shit. It, was yeah. like, it made me laugh out loud because I had listened from the first episode. I'm like, yeah. oh, and then you're like, I just don't like PR. I don't. <laughs> so you're not you like doing it or did you just not like the concept of it? I'm curious. It's just that you're paying me every month to ensure that I can get you into a publication that I have no control over even yeah. if I'm – the queen of friendship with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, then I have to go and take your money again. Cause I have a team that needs mm-hmm. that money and I'm not really sure if I'm going to be able to deliver. Like, <laughs> how is that a yeah. sane thing? You yeah. know, I mean, there's so many outlets, so many mediums now more podcasting. It's evolved so much, Oh yeah, it's, but just it definitely has, I like to control. I want to design oh. stuff, create an event for you, mm-hmm. bring people in, give them an experience where they know your brand. Yeah. And if you have a great, PR team that can go and talk about that thing that I did for you. Fabulous. I don't want to do that part. So when you decided to come to San Diego... Is that when you switch from um, the creative or Chrome City Creative to Hustlecraft? Or no? So how did uh, how did those two yeah 
um, come together. So Chrome City was a creative agency known for PR, so people would call it a yeah. PR firm, but it was always a creative agency, PR, social, etc. I come out here, I'm ready, thinking I'm going to rock this shit. I went to school in LA, like yeah. I got old homies, own businesses, <laughs> fart, nothing. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just dusty. Like it was 2018, there was nothing like happening with the economy, but like I wasn't OGs with people. I wasn't like talking yeah. about business deals yet. I wasn't mm. like up at all the art shows being like, what's up? We should go get dinner. Yeah. You know, like I had none of that. And I was mm. like, what the fuck happened? So I started honestly stalking people on Instagram that I thought were really dope that lived here, but yeah. I had no reason to like be like, do you want to meet up? Because I don't have anything to offer. I have no company I've built. Mm -hmm. And I just built Hustlecraft mm -hmm. basically as like the dope people that I would see that I wanted to curate into a room that were that had a variety of voices from a variety of industries. And it's how I kind of got my foot in the door was planning an event with people I didn't know that I thought were cool. That's that's actually really, I would wow. not be able to do that. <laughs> I would be like, um, hi, I think you're cool. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> no, okay, I'm never gonna talk to you again. You it know, was so hard. That to takes make balls. About. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, there's no question that I'm ballsy. If you asked, anyone, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, ballsy might be like. So where did grade. that creativity come? Like, mm -hmm. what is? What inspired you to do this collective of creatives in one room and go, you know what? I think this person's going to mesh well with this person. Mm -hmm. Let's get let's get them all together, throw them in a pot and see what happens. Where did that come from and why such a passion for that? Yeah, I think that I had such a limited view of the world living in Coronado. Yeah. Like I really did. And so I think it remains incredibly important to me after being in Chicago and being surrounded by so many different viewpoints and like freedom. Like there was just a freedom and liberation and the humanity of those people to be who they wanted to be, how they yeah. wanted to be it that I had never seen that it just became like, I need to go home and, and, bring all this yeah. you know like i need to go home and like find the pockets that exist and bring it together because we don't have a chance in san diego to like really like all fuck with each other you yeah, know there's like it's really the true, barrio really crew true. the la jolla and the this mm -hmm. and the that and it's like those people would love each other it's so, it's so true. true it really yeah. is like and there's so many cool pockets in san diego i mean you have the gaberhood hillcrest and then mm -hmm. there's south park and then mm -hmm. there's north park and then you even have up north in like encinitas yes. there's such a huge mm -hmm. like art scene up yes. there it's just all over and then yes. like you had brought up barrio logan i remember when barrio logan was like oh. and now it's just turned into this craft beers and like yes. you know what they've I mean? kept it they haven't allowed it to gentrify yeah. which is like great. it's like the hot shit and it's their shit still, yeah which yeah. is so yeah. important which is hard to do it is <laughs> yeah. hard it is hard and i still balance on the idea of like if we built more, would it be better for them? Yeah. Like, I understand both sides, but certainly yeah. stand with the way that they've done yeah. it. You know? So does Hustlecraft, do you still craft, do you guys still do events or how is it working now? So I was trying to figure out that one did well. It got me in the door, but mm -hmm. the big thing that actually broke me here is the blank table. And that was an underground blank dinner table, series. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I started with my friend Fred and I... He, Fred I, Keller, Keller yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. But I was like, what's with the food scene? And it was great, but not, certainly not mm -hmm. what it is today. And I was like, you know, he lived in Chicago as well. And I was like, what's like the hot shit? And he's like, let's do the hot shit. And so we started the blank table and it sells out. It's fucking dope. Yeah. I'm really proud of it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you go, you buy your ticket. You don't know where it's going to be or what the menu is going to be. Yeah. And you can, you pop up at an old skate factory on a dock in a, a garden. You guys garage. did a uh, yes. garden for one Mission of your Hills. Yeah. Um, and so as, 
Chrome City was nothing at that point. It was yeah. like I had this blank table. I had a few like clients here and there. And long story short, I like just in the last six months realized that Chrome City's ideals and what I built with that through thick and thin, through the failures in Chicago, through the nothingness of being here, I had taken that to make these experiences. I'm yeah. also the founding president or the founding chapter founder of Drag Queen Story Hour here in San Diego. <laughs> Which yes. we are going to get to. Yes. That is a hot, hot yes. topic. But I want to go back to Blank, blank Table. Mm-hmm. So describe the event for people who may not be familiar with it because I think it is such an interesting event. Yes. And the way that it is getting strangers together yes do you know what i mean (laughs) and how do you pick the themes like how do you come up with who comes up with the menu who comes up with the theme and like it's it's not just going to dinner it's an experience yes a whole experience so how where does those ideas come from and like what inspires it yeah i um I love seeing it's so much work, by the way, the labor, the laborious nature of this project, because we're on a shoestring, like we're just doing it. Um, It's insane. I mean, we like I couldn't move for two days after, but, you know, it's just it's a lot. It's but what inspires it and how it works is we will lay out the dates Mm -hmm. and I will be on a constant hunt, whether I'm taking my kid to school or on a date like finding weird spaces that yeah. are underutilized or that are mysterious or that are, I got to feel it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I find this space and figure out how to give them love. Like you have photos from 17 weddings, but none of like a bunch of amazing people coming together with yeah. candles, having just a dinner. Like let's use my photos that I'll pay for a full video and your space is going to look like the next hotspot for forties and fifties birthdays, you know? So I always See, try to figure out like the business so cool. side of how they benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like how I don't want to be like, can I have your space for free? Like, you know, this is a tough word. It's tough out here, you oh, know, yeah. but I don't have a big budget. So I'm like, how can I truly bring value to you? Yeah. So that's a big part is bringing value to the business businesses that we have it at. Uh, number two is working with a chef, which varies. Sometimes Fred does it. Sometimes mm-hmm. we bring somebody else in. Um, and I really let them free. But we're we're lucky to work with a ton of local producers. Yeah. And um, and then the design, I work a lot with my girl Jill over at TBD San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like she is a godsend of a human being. <laughs> She'll do floral for me. She yeah. really helps this come to life. Um, and I pick the music, I pick the vibe, I create like the whole intention, I design the menus, mm-hmm. I do all the social, I find the shots of the people where I can see the moments where they're connecting. And yeah. I love seeing people come in so scared because this is just a reflection of the world. Yeah. Sit down and really go, oh my God, what's in this dish? Like, how did they think that like jalapeno and you know whatever it is that's paired like satisfies me in a way that I'm like, shocked by yeah yeah and then and there's cocktails with it you had a yes, mixologist yeah yes always with we it. have different ones yeah. every time we've been so lucky to work with so many local businesses yeah and and it's getting strange i like the concept of getting people who don't know each other mm-hmm. to kind of have this intimate dinner together yeah and you're kind of forced to talk to people that you don't know no, and find out their story but you see people break like there's like oh, a, there's bet. like a layer i bet there's layers lost <laughs> yeah and every time we before right before i look at my boyfriend and i go why the fuck do i do this this is so <laughs> much work i could literally be watching like sex in the city my pajamas right right, now. right. <laughs> like i'm dead what the fuck and then like two drinks deep i, I look at him across the room 
room and we're like, we're doing yeah. this. Yeah, you know? like, like, this is we, amazing. Yeah, it's great. So when is the next Blank Table? Have you guys... Currently designed? planning. Oh, Currently you planning. are? Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't released okay. the dates yet because I, I, you know... So there is one in the works. Oh, there's three in the works. Three? Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Three more this year. Three nice. more this year. Yeah, I've got I've got some really incredible things brewing. Work right now is incredible. I have like this amazing art world that I've suddenly stepped into yeah. that I did a lot with food and art in Chicago. And food and chefs and I don't know, it's feeling really good right That's now. That's good. Where yeah. if people want to get more information about Blank Table and to get tickets and all that kind of stuff, where can yeah. they go to find all that information? Um my website has everything from yeah. Chrome City to the Blank Table to podcasts. So that is And you guys, it's right there above her head if you're watching <laughs> us on YouTube. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Alexandria yeah. um, or Chrome City or the Blank Table we're on Instagram and the and website. I love the concept of the Blank Table. I think it's it's so cool. I like the idea of just going somewhere and you have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. 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 It is good. And it takes a certain kind of person to commit to that. But then when you have a group of those people together, yes. it's just, I'm sure, magic. You're yearning for something more. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. yearning. And also post-2020, like we we forgot that we needed that. Yeah. You know? And so to be able to sit at a table in 2023 is very different than ever before because we took it for granted. For sh- 100%. The pandemic... Yeah. Even the last president, we it just it changed the world, and yeah. it's still changing. I mean, we had to we touched on it earlier. I mean, all the legislation and bills coming out against the LGBTQ plus community, yeah. and you being part of that community, presenting the buy. So it's a perfect feeling for Brin today because <laughs> Brin's our B in the LGBTQ. <laughs> and Alex is here. Hi. Yeah. You're so and so you are a huge activist for it, and you put together in San Diego the drag um, drag queen story hour so and as a mom with two young kids how how has that affected your viewpoint on putting together the drag story and how you see your kids growing up in this world and preparing them for like just this changing environment yeah i mean first and foremost books literature and education for the children is what this is all about you know like it's a literary moment to teach children i i personally like ally or not would not want to go just listen to a librarian read to kids but like you put on some glitter and a wig and i'm like all right i could like live through this i hate doing kid shit by the way (laughs) (laughs) that's why i started this because i was like at least i'm doing something with my kids like i'm like you're coming to the store we're going to whatever I need to do. And, like, yeah. you know, maybe you'll get a toy, you know? <laughs> I, like, really, like... If you're good. Kids stuff, like, even the kids' birthday parties, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is... And I bless the souls of the moms. They're great, but, like, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally hate it so much. I get much. it. It, like, yeah. makes me itchy just thinking about it. So, That's Drag hilarious. Queen Story Hour, I remember when we started, there was none of this legislation, so none I really it. had no clue. Like, right. obviously, I, I know about mistreatment and, like, assaults, you yes. know? But, like, it was not at all what it is right now right and i remember like um jonathan who's the founder in new york of the Mm -hmm. entire um 501c3 uh when i started it when i was here it's also to meet other parents who are like liberal and open-minded because i'm coming back to san diego but he's like please always walk your performer to their car to and from every time and i'm like what like privilege like i had no clue that that was you know yeah so i knew then that like there was something but i took henry to a um 
a protest. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, you know, protest time. Um, and Henry's your son. Henry's my son. How, how old is he? Six. Okay. Six, yeah. Okay. And I've taken him to many protests. We protested and walked with women's marches in Chicago mm-hmm. together. It was always important to me to have him be part of that. But I do it even more because I was never exposed to it. So it's like mm. always like I'm like yeah. still like trying to suck it down. Like I want all of it. Like yeah. I'm the super left white chick because like I just, I'm like, I didn't have it for so long. Yeah. I want all of it. You oh, know? Yeah. I want to know all of it. I want to correct like what I was not taught, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's important to me. Um, and so we went to the Chula Vista. There was a protest. So I went go down there. I think I stupidly thought, honestly, harmless, bring my kid and we're going to like fight for human rights and yeah. I'm going to show him. And the hate that I saw on the other side and in yeah. the eyes of the people, honestly, you guys, I've never seen anything it's, like that in my life. It's tough. I mean, I was shocked. Yeah. Like, it was, it makes my heart race right now. The like, thing that gets me with it is they're, what they're coming in with, they have no base for. Like it is, it yeah. is coming from a truly hateful, yeah. ignorant place. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. is, it's coming from the cross. And that's what, like, that's just what's scary. Me. Up, yeah, fucked me up, and that's what this is. I mean, that's the only shoe they have to stand. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. are you even standing on? Right. Nothing. Nothing. You're standing on a book that doesn't even like. Come on, I'm not even gonna go I into it. I know. Even, like, <laughs> we, I, I went into it on the last show, and it's to me. I growing up very. I grew up Jehovah Witness, and oh, wow. you yeah. know, growing up in organized religion, it's it makes you see things very differently when mm-hmm. you come out of it. Because Jehovah Witness was a cult. I've said it from day one. It's yeah. a cult, <laughs> um, but. That's I have like a lot of things only... to say about it because yeah. I was super Christian. Oh, I was see? super Christian. I was like Jesus girl like when I was 18. Really? You guys. How did Okay, how did you I wonder if your experience is the same as mine cuz you grew up with this mentality, almost yeah. like brainwashing I call yeah. it. And then when you kind of go out into the real world, it is a reprogramming of your brain and it's not easy. No. So how is your journey like Coming from a very Christian background and then being like, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah. And then trying to live your life It's important. I wish more people talked about it. In fact, there is a girl in San Diego whose sole podcast yeah. is what she left the church and she invites people in who have talking about crazy, amazing stories. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. find the name. Um, I realized later, because I had so much guilt for how long I had lived my life, mm. I later realized that I was a I am a deeply empathetic spiritual person and what was introduced to me and given to me was God. Mine wasn't like enforced religion. We yeah. were, it was very like surfer Christian like yeah. let's do good for others, but like that was, you know, it was like it was a feel good church. I didn't have like a bad experience like so many others. But what it stands for now, and this is what it's more about to me, it wasn't the indoctrination of the church itself because mm-hmm. it was nice. It was community. Yeah. There are a lot of good qualities when sure. you pull out a lot of the bullshit. But it was that what it stands for is so far from the human that I am that it's impossible for me, my body, my values, my everything to ever align with it ever again. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because it's, it's especially in the climate we are now and how religion is becoming such. They're, this is as a parent, I'm curious to see what you think of this is they're using religion to tell parents how to parent their kids. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's like the government's interrupting and telling you, you need to parent this way. And as a parent, how do you fight that when like the higher powers in this country? And having other parents pressure you at the same time and I'm sure they probably guilt and... Yeah, how, how do you how deal do with you that? How do you deal <laughs> yeah. with that? I know. I just have to come back to 
like literary love, like for for Drag Queen Story Hour. Yeah. You know, like it's about teaching and opening minds. We can have books that you can choose for your child not to read, mm-hmm. but we can't not offer them because they offer a variety of experiences. And and our children need to learn to critically examine situations, authors, exactly. roles in the book, yes. who was placed where and why. Like, what does this book mean in the context of the world? If we're going to take away critical thinking... Mm-hmm. We're taking away freedom. And how are these people who are saying that they're fighting for freedom? Freedom. Yes. Like the most. (gasps) Like real like you're taking books away. How do you not compare this to 1942? Like I don't understand. Yeah. And it's just like we've talked on the show about how we said when Roe versus Way happened, it was like they came for women, whether it was queer women, women in general, anybody who identifies as a woman, whether you're a queer woman, trans woman, all of it. And now it's going for the rest of the LGBTQ+. Yeah. And then after that... It'll go for race. Race. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we are literally going backwards in this country. It is so infuriating. We have to march. I mean, I truly yeah. like... Yeah. It's so easy to be like, oh, it's like nice out and I don't feel like going. Like, no, you, know, you have to like get out we, there. Yes. That's the only you know, way. Like, why, you know, even to be more just around people who believe in it to make mm-hmm. you feel a little bit more like you can get through this. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that alone. Or use like, the platforms you have. Like, I mean, like on your guys' podcast, not the parenting podcast, you bring such a variety of stories in this first season that you guys mm-hmm. had um, where you're showing different yeah. parts of parenting, not just the husband, wife. Right. It's just the, so many gamuts of parenting. I know. And like the, like the faster we can all just... We could all be a wonderful society of outgrowing trauma and outgrowing bad patterns yeah. as as like yeah. culture. And we're just I feel like from the left of where I am, we're like being interrupted for us to grow with our friends. And that's why we have to focus on that. Like we have a home that's filled with so many friends that have so many different kinds of families. You know, our closest friends mm-hmm. are two men that are married to each other with two adopted daughters. And we we believe in the same things. Like we yeah. love our family, but we love our adult time and our and our double dates. Just us is just like the best, and we're so stoned yeah. and we're so silly. And like, <laughs> it's just stoned. <laughs> you speak my language. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to um, talk about the podcast because yeah. you do um, the Not Parroting podcast that's done by San Diego Magazine with um, Claire Johnson, who. Yes. Who actually owns the magazine? Yes, she and does. Her story yes, she does. Of how she acquired it is very interesting. Listening to the podcast because she goes yeah. into it, yeah, it's and great. it's kind of inspiring. Like just going and who does magazines now? And it's right. like the old school way of um, media. Yeah, I mean they are a holistic media company, and yeah. they are about to just. She's so innovative. She's from New York. She worked for NBC. So we are lucky to have a woman like that in San Diego leading, holding on to and preserving. I mean, San Diego Magazine, which has been around for for a while, you know, 75 years this year. I mean, you can't, that's unheard of. 75 years for how young of a city we are, too. You know, know. we're not like Boston, you know, Magazine. We're not like New York. (laughs) We're still considering, we're not even like LA. I know. know. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're changing things. It's it's a new guard yeah. and they're coming out of the pandemic like understanding the needs of humans in a way. You know, it's like we're going back to humanity and that's why I say I don't like PR because like I want to go back to like the simple form 
Yeah. I like the simple form. Like, and maybe that's the key for yes. change and moving, yeah. moving the it needle is. in a bit. It you know is. what I mean? Because guess what? I'm making more money than ever, and I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. And making change. That's yes, the other important thing. Like, I'm yeah. cool. Like, I'm yeah. cool, you know? Like, it's gone are the days of having panic attacks at work and having to deliver and being overwhelmed. It's just like... <laughs> so describe the podcast for anybody who hasn't heard of it or if yeah. they're new to it. How yeah. Would you yeah, so Not it? a Parenting pod- Podcast uh, is a podcast about unconventional parenting the relationship between business and parenting um and really exploring a post-pandemic san diego and like where are our hearts at like where are we at where is our mental health at how are our kids doing what can we do for them what should we not be doing for them so yeah it's a great modern look at parenting from claire who's incredible she comes from um, two mothers or her parents divorced queer queer mom and her husband too her comes husband from queer, queer parents yeah. Wow. yeah yeah that was like their first date it was just like let's just get it all out there i'm 23 and blah 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 and my mom's gay and he was like i'm troy i'm the, uh, my mom's gay what <laughs> you know i was like oh my god yeah yeah no they're great they're such a great i do I, like the podcast because it's it's really not just for moms you right. guys really right. bring in yeah. a variety of stories yeah and people you know what i mean yeah i mean from post you know partum mm-hmm. to which is a hot topic because I know um, we had talked about it before we were mm-hmm. recording. My sister went through postpartum really bad after yeah. her first child. And you and Claire actually talk about it on yeah. the show. Yeah. We're filming this season right now and yeah. it's so good and she's really like coming into just the ownership because you, you it's it's so hard to have perspective in that moment. No one can ever prepare you yeah. mm. for just the intense roller coaster that it is. And I was crazy enough to have a second. I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> Did you have postpartum with the second child i had postpartum anxiety really bad oh see my really sister bad. had it with her first child but the second her second depression, she didn't the have it as the anxiety bad. is just obviously as we know it yeah. appears so differently so i was oh, thinking God. postpartum depression i can't get out of bed i was high functioning but i would walk into a room with a lot of people and i oh the anxiety uh, that's what yeah, i, I mean like just it bad. was my son's yeah my yeah. son's birthday that was at the jumpy place uh, and we walked in and there was like six thousand children and i looked at my best guy friend and i knew he was stoned and i was like i can't baby i was just like dripping yeah. sweat. i was just oh, like no. yeah. So, yeah, what how did you get through the postpartum like what tools did you learn and mm-hmm. then what, what advice would you give moms out there who may be dealing with it right now I think for one, I think my best advice and my saving grace is that Jason and I have a schedule that Tuesday nights are my night. He takes the kids. Wednesday nights are his night. I take the kids. Thursday nights are date night. Friday, always home with the kids. Weekends with kids. And so, you know... I start my week just trying to make it through, and then it's yeah. my night. Oh, shit. I'm going to go to a yoga class. Yeah. And I'm saying this out of privilege that I have a partner who supports me in this, right? Yeah, like, right. Like, full disclosure, like, yeah, I'm very right. lucky. Um, but it, it that little moment for me to have, for him to have, for us to come back together but be separate, yeah. really, really shaped, like, my um, wellness, my, my healing. Yeah. Um, I did a type of de- um, uh, therapy that I had never done before, EMDR. I don't know if you guys have ever know. done I've it. I've heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah and it's um, either like eye movement, rapid uh-huh. eye movement. Oh, that really? Helps rewire your okay. brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, there was just like... And that's good for a lot of P- PTSD, right? 
PTSD. Yeah, yeah and yeah. recurring thoughts. Uh-huh. I was having a lot of weird recurring thoughts oh. around like friendships and like, why does that person not want to be my friend anymore? And I'd be like thinking about a friend from like 23. I'm like, girl, you're living like a nice house in Kensington yeah. with like a Range Rover. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I get I, Yeah, I have lots of yeah. anxiety too, oh so God. I get it. Yeah. I, yeah, we talk about anxiety can't. on this yeah. show a lot. <laughs> it sucks. You can't control yeah, it. Yeah, because. After I had the whole bout with cancer, like that PTSD from that, mm-hmm. it still happens. Like yeah. the anxiety from that still is Do there. You get like flashbacks. Um, I get, I get when I just think I'm constantly dying. Like oh, I yeah. have a cough. I'm like, it's cancer. Yeah. And then your brain just a goes lot. down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And then you learn tools in therapy to be like, you know what? No, this is this is what it is. You recognize yes. it. Yes. And go, right. but it is for anybody out there who's yeah. dealing with any kind of trauma. Yes. And then yeah. you have to deal with the aftermath of that. I mean, trauma. we're all That's, honestly yeah. in trauma right now. Yeah. What's happening? I mean, we just no came shit. out of the pandemic. You have it yeah. some way or another. Somehow. People are killing people everywhere. Yeah. Jason and I were talking oh, about it. Well. We were cheersing last night with our little drink after the kids went down, and I was like, cheers to us us like doing it yeah when like all of this like hate <sighs> violence against women against yeah. the lgbt community against everything i, I know and anybody still, who any other we're race still out loving there, yeah. each other though and we have yeah. to hold on to that and actually like clap like when you're sitting at a table with friends and some candles are lit and you're like three bottles deep and you're just like here we are yes we are we have to actually really appreciate yes that. You have to because you don't know how long you'll have it. And it it may just be that moment. So you got to be in that moment, enjoy it, and recognize it. And that's why I suggest the kids. That's why you're saying, like, why would you have kids in this moment? Or we were talking about what it's like. It's like you are having to frame the world and find the love and, like, scoop it and bring it Mm. together as, like, a fortress around them. And then then all of a sudden, it's like your own new world. Like, then all of a sudden, it's like, this is our world. We haven't left the house in two days. We're having fucking pancakes. We're (laughs) Dancing to like disco records. How do I get adopted into that? Come over, disco records and pancakes. So uh, the other thing is, is like you were a very career mom. You had your career. You have your children. How did you find time for social life and developing friendships? Yeah. Because I know like some moms out there struggle with that. It's hard. It depends because for what I do, it's so social. You know, I'm constantly like, who's the next best artist, best DJ? How can I bring them in? What will work well? Like, how do we curate? Like... So, you know, like, for example, Claire Johnson mm-hmm. is somebody that I value with all the depths of my being because she's mature, she's yeah. well-read, she's a great mom, but she has other things where we fuck up, we like to go out, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, you find your people, but that's, I found my, per- like, in that friendship because we were working together. So yeah. that's, yeah. you know, I think that's important, but um, I also think just clearing out the like muck of old friendships like Mm. you actually have to open the door to new friendships so like stop like pretending like that person that never texts you to check in on you is like still one of your top five you know like no that that applies to every like you know know, clear out the closet a little bit like dig dig out the mud a little bit you know because you can't have flowers grow sorry to be cheesy but like (laughs) if you've got all this you know muck like this really weird thing i used to do is i when i was feeling overwhelmed with anxiety i used to picture scooping like scoop like me scooping dirt and like that dirt was the heaviness and weight of the like feeling and 
and like scooping all the way out of my body. Mm-hmm. But I swear that scoop helps when I'm like, I need to scoop this list of friends so I can make way for new. And I just picture myself that being like, don't need that. Like, we're concept. good, girl. I love Clear that. it out. Like, watch it get cleared. Yeah. And I've op- and I really think that, like, that opens up the door. But, like, we're clogged when we're new moms and we're like, I'm fat. I'm like, don't want to fuck, but I should. And, like, it's so much pressure. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. I'm fat and I don't want to fuck. I swear <laughs> to God. That's my drag name. I'm fat and I don't want to fuck. <laughs> Walk into the stage, everybody. <laughs> I love her. Oh, me too. That sounds like my kind of girl. She's a lot of fun. Relatable. Relatable. Here's my dollars. Dollars Um, for being relatable. Since we're talking parenting, I do have a question for you. That's what my sister actually asks is um, what she's struggling right now because she has two kids and she has an amazing husband. He is like the coolest, supportive guy in the world. And so they're coming back to San Diego. They just moved back from Arizona and they're living in Temecula. They just bought a house. Um, she is like, how do I find somebody I trust for childcare? Like, yeah, they're because they lost their childcare from where yeah. they were, and now they're coming to a new city. Yeah, and how do you find somebody you trust? Yeah. Uh, to watch your kids, like, how did you do it? Well. <laughs> Uh, one, I have interns from San Diego State University oh, that see, were, that's I mean, smart. Girl, the university <laughs> route is the route for me. Yeah, I mean, okay. those girls are like, they're working hard. They miss their families. You know, yeah. they're like just right away from home for the first time. So oh, they're I like sweet angels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to, I mean, you know, they've gotten themselves this far, right? Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, <laughs> you know, true. like that's yeah. hard to do. Um, so I've been lucky that like we've found um, somebody that way, but there really are like Facebook groups. Like there's probably definitely like a you know uh, where she where in Temecula, she, yeah, like yeah. Temecula moms where there's yeah. resources shared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean our babysitters range from like family, like my mom watches yeah. the kids a lot too. But like the day to day. One time I found a nanny this way. We were at a restaurant. Our server was had the best energy ever. And I was obsessed with her. And we were freaking out about finding a nanny. And I was like, I want someone like her. So I just told her. I said, I know this is really weird, but I love your energy. If you know anyone that's like you and has your energy, like I'm trying to find. And I figure like sometimes servers also yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. you know, hustler, right? Like yeah. if it's you, no, cool. And she was like my sister. And she became our nanny for two years. And you guys, wow. she's the love oh, wow. of my life. When she left, I thought it was going to die. Like, oh my God. This is like, actually a really cool story. I know. See, manifest. Yeah. You know? Manifest. You yeah. put it out in the universe and it, it is hard. I mean, I had, yeah. there's no right way. Yeah. Finding schools, signing up kids for school. I'm so behind. It's so much. Oh yeah. my God. I was yeah. like, oh my God, parent teacher conferences. Holy shit. Like, yeah. now. My sister is constantly tired. She's like, Same. I just want to sleep. Same. Yeah. She's like, that is one thing. She's like, you'll never understand. I'm constantly no, like tired. Are, that's how tired you are. Like, yeah. it's crazy. She's just like, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm always tired. It's always, she's yeah. like, I, the only time she's had like adult conversations is when she's like, you know, with me. No. But the kids are there. She needs yeah. more. I know. No. I'm like, girl, come on. I remember having coworkers where I'm like, they're so tired. I was like, is it safe you drove to work? <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah, like, this seems really dangerous. Yes. But I see what my sister and her husband do with the kids, and they have two, and they're little, and I'm just like, you guys, just, that is like a full-time job. 
job. I don't know. And you have your full time jobs on top of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a hard it's, world to juggle. Jason and I actually just started going back to therapy. And yeah. we found a psychotherapist this time. And let me tell you, it is the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm, I love therapy. But. Everybody we, should be in therapy uh, at least yeah. once I in their life. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, even yeah. a question anymore? The psychotherapist, <laughs> though, he talks most of the time, and yeah. he'll like explain how two people come back to love. And some people do it this way, and some people fight uh, this way. And here's what you're fighting. But he'll never be like, Jason. I can tell that you're the one that's da da da. Alex. And so there's never the blame or like rehashing. Yeah, it's very much like here's how two people can usually function where it doesn't help the relationship, and here's how we come back to love. So. Time's up. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So we like walk away with like a prompt and yeah. we're like, how do we come back to love instead of like, you're doing this again? You know, like yeah. we were so yeah. far apart and we had two kids and we love each other. And we like, when I kiss him, I literally feel like shaky all over my body. Like we Aww. just have amazing chemistry. And I, also, I know. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do we find that? Literally, when I was coming over here, I was like, you know what's important that people don't talk about is when they have a really hard but um, like hard work mm-hmm. into their relationship, but also a deep connection and chemistry. Like I don't hear those stories a lot. And, uh, and I always, I'm like a relationship, no matter whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship yeah. with your mother, whether it's a relationship with siblings or your love, your partner, it takes work. Yeah. And the more, and if you put work into it, that is going to come back and that is going to yeah. show in the relationship. I truly believe yeah, that. Yeah. Well, we've also grown out of when it was just friendship because we were out in our 20s. Yeah. It's like we're also just learning. Like we have to give ourselves grace that, like, through our 30s, where we were like, oh, you have to work at this. And yeah. maybe you lost still somebody for a minute. Maybe you had to, like, kick someone out. Like, let's give ourselves grace that we were just learning. There's no book for this. Our parents had, like, the same friends forever. Like, yeah. my mom's yeah. always like, what? That you're not friends with them anymore? I'm like, it's called toxic mom. She's <laughs> yeah. Like, just be nice to her. Like she has like, no. they, have, like but they didn't have that. Like yeah, we you're are right. we are like mapping the way for like adult friendships and we have so many so much more in our vocabulary about mental health and mm-hmm. how to help and how to step back and boundaries. Like Well, that was another thing. I think our parents' generation, they didn't talk about mental health. It was no. just bra- you just bottled those feelings yeah. and they came out in other ways. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Where well, I think yes. I think it's a it's a lot better now. Like we're we talk about mental health all the time on yeah. the show. Yeah. And I think it's important yeah. to have those conversations, whether it's with your friends or your partner or whoever. Mm-hmm. But you know, the more you talk about, the more you make it normal. Right. Yeah. And the so. more you just can understand the world around you, like we said, yeah. like going back to the books. When like, does the new season of Not a Parenting Podcast come Mother's out? Mother's Day. Oh, Whoa. perfect. So that's coming <laughs> so up, man. Yeah. yeah. Marketing moment. There you yes. go. <laughs> Take an advantage. Hallmark holidays. And you guys, um, any We've got like. A great lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about recovery. We have somebody oh, that's really? like sober and also recovering um, from years long eating disorders disorder which i was like such an oh, important wow, that thing. is because yeah. a lot of moms they want to get skinny right away nobody's mm-hmm. going to be like yeah so i have full anorexia like yeah. how good do i look like it's not yeah. like that you know yeah. so it's no it's, it's true hers was her name's god Odette knows Kressler, eating say. disorders within the gay community yeah <laughs> is, is a thing. and there's so much a variety in it that i didn't yeah. realize you know even like restriction i'm like mm-hmm. oh well yeah i always restrict what i eat like that's yeah. that's part of the brain of it all it was fascinating yeah 
Well, that's going to be. I'm excited for. I know. Episode. I want to. I can't it's wait. Great. I mean, honestly, we have an interior designer who's incredible. Um, I mean, just an array of women from you know hospitality owners who mm-hmm. were divorced during the pandemic. I mean, yeah. a pandemic 2020 divorce story. I was like, here yes. for it. Tell yes. me everything. That like, sounds like Bryn. Bryn went through that. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, her being a single mom and yeah. trying to do stand up comedy and writing a book. Yeah, yes. she went through the. But honestly, that. That is being alive. Like that life is great. You Mm -hmm. know, I think that we compare, we're on Instagram, but like when we really go within, like a life of like good sound, good visual, whether it's people's faces or great art, like just make this it because it's so bad out there. Like invite people into your space and like build your people and build new communities. Build your tribe. Build your tribe. tribe. That is like so true. And make sure that it's who you are today, right now. Like ask yourself that. You know, like and allow yourself to change. Yes. Be okay with that. Exactly. It it happens. Because change can be good. (laughs) I know that from first time. Look at the show. (laughs) All the change we went through in the what? Yeah. Six six seasons. This show's so different than when when we started it. What do you guys think is the biggest difference? Um, we talk serious topics. And yeah, we used to. It used to be a lot of fluff the first two seasons. Yeah. We're like, yeah, let's get drunk. But it was funnier. Like and it oh, was, it was, but it was always jokes and jokes. Now I think we. I've I've learned now that I'm a little older. Um, it's really nice to have those moments. Yeah. yeah. And then bring in the funny. Yeah. You got to give a balance. Have you I given enough go. funny though? Oh yeah. yeah uh, okay. Because yeah, um, I'm actually we're gonna serious. get into a little more more <laughs> fun oh, right now. <laughs> Yay. Let's do it. You want it? We're gonna do a segment we do with all of our guests. So oh let me God. find my. Where's my music at? Oh, getting to know you. I'm so <laughs> nervous and excited at the same time. Kelly O'Hara, I love you. Um, yes, this is a segment we do, Getting to Know You. I am going to pick some random... Qu- Wait, be quiet. <laughs> That's enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pick some random questions. Um, and we're going to... You have to answer them. Okay. Are yeah. you ready? Are yeah, you ready? I'm, I'm are you ready? I don't know what they are. So. I know. I love this deck of yeah. cards. Just, you, know, you know who introduced me to this? He used to have a podcast here in San Diego, Matt D. Um, hanging with Matt D. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He had the same thing when I was on his show. Yeah. Okay. First question. Back in high school, what was the strangest thing someone could find in your locker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lanta. <laughs> well, in high school. In high school. Were you a preppy okay. kid in high school? Okay, or? yes. I was a cheerleader. How did I? I can- yeah. Um, yeah, I know, but why? Because I needed a sport on my college application. I'm not athletic. I'm not athletic. I was like, can I just stand in the back and like lift the little girl up right? tall? Yeah, um, kind of queer. Um, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. So let me just grab your ass and throw you up. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, uh, that that, I mean, people who don't know me, like who know me from my life yeah. right now, I'm like, you know, le- dress more, a little more masculine, and that's heavy vibes of yeah. like power bitch. So. Uh, the yeah. cheerleader thing is probably power the bitch. I love that. That's amazing. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Power yeah. bitch. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, what was it in your locker? Um, that was a little strange, a little weird, a little. No, like my my cheerleading uniform. Really? Like, okay. It's just, like, surprising. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a little surprising. I, I, I used yeah. to uh, share a locker with my first love, and we would put like love, like long love letters. Oh, that's so strange. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm very vanilla in certain ways. Are you? Oh yeah. Colorful in others. All right. Next question. Um, if humans came with a warning label, what would yours say? Oh my! Geez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, mine would say she will overanalyze you. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Warning. You're being Warning. analyzed. You're yeah. being analyzed. Yeah. Or maybe like, you know, psychic witch that cries a lot. <laughs> That's another great teacher. Psychic witch who cries a lot. I love that. Okay, ready for your next one? Oh, I love when this question comes oh, up. Like what is the weirdest place you've had sex? Oh. <laughs> I would say, where's the weirdest place I've had sex? <laughs> I don't know. Is that where you're vanilla? Yeah. In the bedroom. We were just talking about it with our therapist. Oh, I was like, you well, were? what if you did like a little 10 minutes here? And I was like, honestly, mm. our like in the bedroom moments are a 12 out of 10 every time. Like, yeah. I don't need, I don't feel the need Have for Have you ever it. fantasized about having sex somewhere, but you just haven't pulled the trigger yet? I mean, yeah, I have. I like good old open acres. Like, oh, see, like that's you know, hot. like forest. Oh, God. Yeah. Throw down a blanket. Yeah, Not like, even a blanket. Just yeah, go no, over just, a stump and yeah. <laughs> just go to town. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Do you have one? Oh, where haven't I had? Yeah. Um, you know what I always thought would be fun? Like, because this reminded me of it. So, Circus Vargas was in town. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always thought it would be like an empty big top, like uh, right in the middle of the ring. <laughs> that would be hot. That is hot. I so, like that. It's a little it's weird. But what about you, Eric? I, I mean, you've had sex literally everywhere. Yeah. I actually think. So it was at the Aria Hotel in Vegas, <laughs> and I was like, it was a full glass window, and I was fully up. I mean, this I is a fantasy, up, or this happened? This actually happened. Yeah, because oh. I was like, this sounds and very I, real. And I was like, I know. fully up against the glass yeah. the entire time. Yeah, like, I, I like that. that. You could probably kind of see in from the Did your ball nearby. fall out like at Pride? <laughs> I mean, pride. everything was out. <laughs> oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, for the oh, whole, yeah. like, for the you know, whole... 10, 12-foot ceiling oh, yes, of people. Christ. I'm a huge voyeur, though. Oh, I love you. Yes. I'm not at all. Oh my Do you God. like to watch or be watched? No, I, I like to watch. Yeah. I'm like like a pervy little kid. I'm just like, oh, man, they're fucking. They're fucking. Oh, my God. He's sucking on her titty. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I get that. But also, I like, yeah, like if what, I used to date this guy and he lived right across a building in yeah. Chicago where you could see right in. And I was like, I'm coming over. Pour me a bourbon. I'm going to sit and watch all night. Like, I just wanted <gasps> I to would, sit. And I was like, oh, he's I would totally do that. Yeah. I would totally do yeah. that. Yeah. It's such good hot. entertainment. I'm sorry, but that's odd. Okay, next one. Have you ever accidentally texted the wrong person? Oh my God, and yeah. how did it turn out? <laughs> you know, when you screenshot a conversation of somebody who's oh so stupid, and then you go to send it to somebody, but you send oh, it to them. Oh, and then that that panic. Oh. That panic. Oh, so yeah. many times. I've sent the wrong email to the wrong person at work. Like, I uh. fucked some shit up. I'm going too fast. Yeah. 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 How did that's it turn funny. out? Like, did you, how do you get yourself out of that uh. situation? Uh. Uh, I'm charming. I don't know. Yeah, you really don't. You just do your best. I just to... deny, deny, deny. Yeah. That's what you do. Okay. How fast can you say the alphabet? A, B, C, D, F, G, 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 K, L, M, P, Q, R, S, T, U, E, W, X, Y, Z. That was fast. Holy shit. I wasn't expecting that. Now it goes back to the previous one of going too fast. I know. No wonder the email goes to the wrong I know. <laughs> all right, let's do one more. Wait, first of all, 
the impressed look on your face like gave me like oh my god I feel seen like it was really weird I was yeah. like oh my god he liked it like I didn't know how that was gonna go and I was like oh my god he was impressed he liked it I just like, got excited okay if you could bring one famous person back mm. from the dead who would you pick I would absolutely, sorry to be like stereotyped, but I, Jim Morrison is the love of oh, my life. Oh, that's a good one. That's I would good just one. travel the world with Jim Morrison. That like would be I, I, I know it's so, so cliche. I feel like looking at me, you're like, of course you chose She's Jim that Morrison. girl. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, okay. I love the doors. <clears throat> Since you are a native San Diego and Ooh. you're back in town and you, you live here, what part of town are you guys living in? Kensington. Oh, no. oh, Kensington. Do you guys go to Ponce's? Ponce's. I love Ponce's. Not a fan. Oh. I'm not. My, my partner is. Yeah. I'm... Oh, you, that Tony loves Ponce's. I, well, Dwayne loves Ponce's. Ponce's. I love Ponce's because I like the staff there. They're always uh, so cool. Okay, Mike yes. and all of them yes. are cool. And they pour a great margarita, but they've changed their menu. I used to like the old menu. No. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, since you're San Diego, where in San Diego is your favorite place to get Mexican food? Because... We do have some of the best Mexican food. Yes, we, we do. do. There's a spot on University called right um, by Lafayette Colimas. Oh, Colimas, isn't it the I best? I fuck with Colimas. <laughs> it is one and of the best. And is fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah. but God, the only thing is that burrito. that drive-through. No, you call line. ahead and pick it up. Yep. I'm so I'm like <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Call ahead twenty minutes. Yeah, they. It is one of the best. The crunchy like, ground beef mm, tacos mm, are literal mm, crack heaven. Yes. Yeah, love some of the best like drive-through Mexican food in San Diego. Yeah, Colima's but Colima's it's better University. than it's better than sit down. It's better yeah. than Ponce's. I'll put oh, them yeah. up against oh, each other. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, favorite place in San Diego to dr- to grab a craft cocktail. Yeah, and favorite place when you want to go get. Bucked up in San Diego. Lancers. 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 Down over in yes. University Heights. It is the Heights. best yes. dive bar of all time. Fucking yeah. pool table. Lancers. Le- like, I am obsessed. I yeah. went there Right the around night. the corner from Cheers. Yeah. One, yes. one of the oldest gay bars here in San Diego. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you can smell that place from I know. <laughs> you like walk out of yoga. You're like, I feel so good. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Why do I want it? <laughs> Why, do I, why am I in here? Yeah. No, okay, so Lancers for when you want to get fucked up. Yeah, and just like, yeah. It's a, a good, good a good place for a good craft cocktail. I don't want to give it away because it's always packed now, but it's my favorite is Botanica. Oh, Botanica okay. just opened on University by the B Saha Group, which also owns Wormwood and Wormwood. Tahona. Yeah, okay. Wormwood's and new. Oculto. Yeah, it's oh, kind of new. Great. Yeah. Yeah. They're the um, absinthe bar, right? Or yes, restaurant. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And their new bar is like you walk in, it's all women behind the bar. Oh, I love it's that. so good. The design is incredible. He just understands he, he the way he uses women for what they do yeah. and like lets them shine. I applaud him as like a man mm. that does business in the city oh, because like awesome. the women, Janina, their corporate chef, an incredible human, and what she does with their food is the best. I think I'm gonna give it away. That's I don't want to gatekeep, but that group. Hot. Yeah, love them. Okay, last one. What is your favorite hidden gem in San oh. gem in San Diego? Oh my gosh. Okay, um, I have a few. One is this little tiny beach in Point Loma that's not like 
It's, trying to think where it's at. Okay. It's the one that everybody thinks they know as the secret beach, but there's like another one. I, it's on Bessemer Street. Oh. And we'll like roll up there and like paddle out. And it's like nobody knows. And it's so cool. And you feel like oh, you're on this little are, island. Is it like the best? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like this weird little place. Like if, if the tide isn't right, you can't go. But like yeah. just like fucking we'll get a little stone. I I get a little stone sometimes if I'm anxious. So Me get a little too. stone. Yeah. Just a <laughs> little know? here and there. Hardly ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack up and just, so I love that. Um, another hidden gem. Um, hmm, this is hard on the spot. I know. Uh, this is what, while you think about it, okay, I, yeah. the one of the one things I really do love about San Diego is it's a very outdoorsy yes. city for mm-hmm. anybody who loves the outdoors because our weather is, you can't beat our weather. I know. Right? Um, but there are so many hidden little gems, like hiking trails, yes. beaches, mm-hmm. yes. all over the county. Whether it's down in Chula Vista, all the way up to Encinitas. There are tons of them. Even going out to like any of the trails out to like La Mesa and Al Cajon and yes. Alpine, all of that. It's That's incredible. one really cool thing yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. yeah, and I think even for your sister who is moving here mm-hmm. and trying to, to figure that out, it's like also like give herself time to like acquaint the kids with the city so she can yeah. like kind of like build herself up too yeah. you know like it can be so overwhelming we'll have this grand idea of like going somewhere and doing something with the kids and then mm-hmm. the, she's screaming and he's like not getting his way mm. and we look at each other like why did we do this <laughs> but I think it's good it's like a cool way to get close to your kids when you yeah. move because you all kind of like come together like okay this is new like what are we going to do and, and you actually really do get closer because you are experiencing things for the first time through their eyes and they're experiencing that vulnerability with you because it's oh, your first time like getting a pie and julian or yeah. whatever yeah. it is you oh, know? pie and julian oh yeah. my god i haven't done that i mean in this so isn't long. a hidden gem but i do love a cocktail on the patio of the hotel del and corner oh, oh yes yeah. if if you haven't done that in san diego you need to go do that that's yeah. like a that's staple so in a way. great yeah. yeah you know what i found is uh, there's a diner at the golf course in Balboa Park Ooh. that has this beautiful view of like into downtown yeah. and the rest of the park. And it's like true diner. I got a patty melt. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. And I've heard about that place. Yeah. I've, I just looked it up and I live in Golden Hill. So it's very yeah. close. And I tried it out. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. amazing. <laughs> I went to Black Radish the other night. Have you oh, guys been there? No, I've never University heard of it. up the street from. Um, we were just talking about Colimas. So it's okay. like down towards Hillcrest a little bit more. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was the environment really? was great. Yeah. We really enjoyed ourselves. It was this like hippie old man that like met us. Literally, yeah. he gave like a tie-dye shirt, like white long hair. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, <laughs> after a while, I was like, is this your restaurant? And he's like, yeah. And it's like so small that like the owner welcomes the people. And I was uh, like, I love that I like shit. you. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I, I have two hidden gems. One is there's this little mom and pop diner restaurant in Mission Hills called The Huddle. Um, and it's owned by a family and they've owned it for years and it is truly diner food but they are like the coolest people and it gets really packed on the weekends like people wait outside but it's like a little the huddle is a staple of the channels it has been there there. for a long time that That, and I love Bird Park up here near Morley Field that little patch that looks mm, over downtown Mm -hmm. and during the summers they put on little small concerts there and stuff but it feels like a very very neighborhood um, park yeah Yes, absolutely. It's really cool. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, yeah. I, it's great for Fourth of July too because you can you watch can all, all the fireworks. fireworks. Yep, it's great. <laughs> I love those. But we're going to end the show with one of the segments we haven't done in a long time, and I am doing this because this one is a little bit of a stoner. So we're going to do. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it. I'm like, which segment is this? We haven't done it in. 
Stoner TV. Oh. oh my god, what's that? Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah, we haven't we done haven't this done in, in a while. while. I have to think of what I have. Stoner TV is okay. When you're getting high, yeah. you're in that moment. It is whatever you decide to do, whether it is watch a TV show, go what is the one thing you do? When you're stoned? When you're mm-hmm. stoned that you it just takes you to that spot, your happy spot. I love to go for walks when I'm stoned. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like I love to just like get out and like breathe in the air and like yeah. look at the flowers and just like pull gratitude in. Honestly, oh, it sounds so bad. cheesy. It sounds like such Do you a listen movie. to music Sorry. when you go? Yeah. What, a lot what, of what, what is your playlist? I like, mean, listen I listen to? to everything from like a lot of 90s. Like we were listening last night to like, Phil, you make me come. Like, like lit. I don't know. Like, really <laughs> <cool about it. laughs> the band is called lit. I know. You I know, know what I'm talking lit. about. Yeah. Uh, we, so, like, I'm kind of like 90s. A I know. It's right. so, so cool. Like, no doubt. We were talking about like, Papa Roach. Like, all these oh, like, ridiculous. Papa wow. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about like Jason and I old nerd out on me. Music. But then I'll listen to like Janet Jackson, and then I'll mm. listen to like I like a lot of um, like they call it mushroom jazz. Yeah, it's I know. Like, kind of like yeah. house beats with like jazz. Oh, nice. Like that's yeah. my shit. I listen to all day when I'm working. You know? Oh, nice! Yeah. It's like the lo-fi music. Yeah, type of, yeah. totally, yeah. totally. What is your? Stomach? I mean, I've, I've talked about it before, uh, and so I love listening to music. And I listen to a certain kind of music that I don't normally listen to. Oh, God, and it's the Taylor Swift albums that she made in I COVID don't know why you do this. And I love to put my headphones in, turn it on so loud, and just like, just rock out to the Taylor Swift album. I and I never listen to them when I'm not high. It's so it's funny. So weird. So I, that is the gayest thing I think you've ever seen. It's like slow and she's yeah. like singing like really deep things and I just <laughs> I love it. I, I don't love it. get it with her. I'm I don't, sorry. I'm the same I way. It. I am the People same way. People can't believe it. I'm like, just like her. I'm like, not I don't get it. I, I mean, it could call for her, call for her fans. But if anybody said her, that about Beyonce, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, what? Like, how are we talking about oh, this right God. now? Like, that's not a question. Yeah. But like, Taylor, I'm just like. You're like, I could leave it or take it. But I it. still have love that you do that. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk my, shit. my other thing is I, I love to watch The Nanny, even though. <laughs> oh, The Nanny. Your obsession with The Nanny is I love The Nanny. And like, it doesn't it translate really well anymore, some of the jokes. <laughs> Are very inappropriate. Super, yeah. You're like, yeah, but it, you know, it's nice because you can like do like not pay attention for a second. It's right. that old nineties yeah. TV, and then go back to it, and you're yeah. like. I don't know what I missed, but I recently did important. Sex in the City from season one, episode one, oh, every night. And everyone, all my friends will be like, yeah, I've done that. And I'm like, no, we are 37 yeah. right now. You have yeah. to watch it again because they're like 37. The we the, watched it when we were yeah. 20. It doesn't count. count. Yeah. Do you think it holds up after all this time? I am so obsessed. Like Jason would come in and I'm like, I'm not okay. I am them. They are me. I, like I'm obsessed. Did you watch the, the what is like it? That. Just like obsessed. Yeah. I don't know how pe- people were so critical of it. I, I was, was like, critical. we were critical. I was yeah. like, because I was obsessed me... with sex in the city. I was yeah. too. I, was I too. loved it. I think it was yeah. more real. Like, it was like really like how it is to grow up. Life yeah. isn't as sexy. It isn't as fun. Yeah. You're not fucking yeah. everyone. Like, I you're know. actually struggling with alcohol. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, I was like, I liked it because it was true to the growth of women and we don't see yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I think that's what is. And happening. when it first came out in the mid 90s, right? It was, I think that's yeah, when it first it was aired. 98? 98, late, yeah. late night. Yeah. It was, I remember watching mm. it for the first time and I was in my early 20s. It was groundbreaking. There yeah. was nothing like that on yeah. TV. Shocked time. watching nothing. Yes. episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And so watching it again now, it's it's incredible because there aren't like a lot of women's journeys while they're totally blown yeah. out of proportion in yeah. so many ways. But like yeah. you have like the lawyer feminist, you have the publicist who's yeah. free to never want kids. I mean, there are so many storylines that are so important to the continued fight for women's rights right. that yeah. we keep fighting, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think a great show recently, um, Harlem, Harlem is a great oh, I haven't seen it. On oh, Amazon. It is it's, so... it's a modern version of oh, Sex, Sex and, and the City, City. Oh. of black uh, women. Yeah, people of color. Amazing. Yeah, it is. The way they do it is is so relatable. This season has two queer storylines yeah. for right. the characters of the four. The of main them. characters, which I love that there is main character queer women yes. storylines yes. that are mixed in, not just like the outward or when a, like a right. queer show. Right, right. Yeah. This is a hetero like yeah. show with two strong queer women's oh, storylines. Wow. Yeah. I'll so definitely good start watching season. that. I don't yeah. think I watch a lot of stuff yeah. on Amazon. I'm more of like an HBO, HBO, yeah, Hulu see, yeah, same, yeah. yeah. Um, Harlem's worth checking out. If you guys out there haven't seen it, we've talked about it on the show yeah. before. It's a really good I'm, season. I'm, and funny, too. Yeah, yeah it's I'm really funny. about to start that. We just <laughs> fucking have been binging on um, the one with Jason. Um, oh, my God. Bateman? <sighs> Ozark? It's from um, HBO, and he is a therapist with oh. Harrison Ford. Oh, um, I saw yes. the thing Oh, my this. God. What is it called? Not... Oh, I'm I can't totally think of the name of the full blank. I, I could I see the, the ad in my head. It's so yeah. good. Oh, is I, it? I'll find it. Yeah. Okay. The name, I'll have to like, give that one a try. I can't think oh, of the that's name a, So on my stoner TV, what I've been obsessed with lately is, yeah. is I'm totally going to geek out. I'm sorry, everybody. I So as you know, I'm a bit of a gamer when I do stone because that's when me and my, my twin brother lives in New York. So we play games. That's how we whatever. I Disney's Dream Valley made for children, <laughs> but I am obsessed with it. Wait, stone. is that the one with like the Mickey and and friends? No, no you're thinking it, of Kingdom Hearts. This okay. is called Dream Valley where you like garden and you like plant stuff. <laughs> I would like love that actually. And you collect coins and you like help Mickey and stuff on these. I would love so that. That's but when I am game. stoned out of my mind, I will play it for hours. It uh, is it's I am obsessed. better than Instagram fucking doom scrolling. <laughs> yes. Oh and TikTok. Yeah. Oh, TikTok scrolling. I won't have it on my phone. I'm like so I don't have I don't use TikTok. Oh, you don't? I get no, into it. Something changed with my algorithm on Instagram a yeah. few months ago, and it's like my usage time like skyrocketed. Are you like, serious? Overnight, like I swear to God, uh, it was like my friends and like so yeah. fun. Okay, I'm good. And now I'm just like, love that makeup, love that thing. <laughs> oh my God. Like it's the full crack. You've got it. Oh, like, no. it's, I can't, like it's and so crazy. You start buying things off of it. Oh, you're like, no, wow. don't. Well, I'm like, no. they've no, got just, me. They've got they me. Got you. you sneeze and say, like, I'm fat. And they're like, Jim, this, this. this. It's like, you're like, it oh my so God. It's so true. Oh my God, you're so. Oh my God, anything I say. Yeah, yeah, oh, true. wow. Well, it has been an Thank absolute you. pleasure Thank you. having you on the show. How do people find you? Give them all the deeds. How do they find the podcast yes. and all of that? So, San Diego Magazine's Not a Parenting podcast can be found on San Diego Magazine.com. Uh, we're on all streaming platforms, and our new season will be launching Mother's Day. Chrome City Creative.com for the Chrome City Studios. And the blank table is the blank table SD.com. We're also on Instagram. And I think that's everything. Yeah. Thank you so much <laughs> you for having me. Going Sorry. On. Yeah. Yeah. How do people find you, Eric? You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at oh, the lower that. Sorry, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot to address the volume before we start. Uh, at Daddy Bear, Eric. Yes. And you guys, Bryn will be back next week with us. Um, you can find me at Tony underscore baloney underscore macaroni on Instagram, where who invited her? 
underscore podcast on Instagram. You're where who invited her SD on Twitter and Facebook. Don't forget, you can email us at the gang at whoinvitedher.net. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification button. You can also watch us on Outta TV every single Tuesday night. I think we come out on yep. that. Um, yeah, and that is it. We yeah. will. Oh, we have merchandise. Don't forget to go to the website, whoinvitedher.net. We have a bunch of new merchandise. I added some um, shirts. They're a little, ra- they're a little racy. <laughs> you remember how we put the the list together of all the shirts that our yeah. um, past guests have suggested? Yeah, those are starting to come to fruition. Oh, I love so that. Go on there. Okay. Um, but that is it for us. We will see everybody next week. Thank you again, Alexandria. Thank you so, so much. Can I, can I say one thing? Yes. I admire you so much because you're one of the few people I've met who has a business brain and a creative brain and. That's been amazing. Right? So, thank you so much. Yeah. There's very few people and in the world funny. like that. And yes. <laughs> you're funny. Yes. You're funny. Guys, I needed that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we will see everybody next week. Bye. 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 Bye.